0: Biggest questions that people have about God, and today we are we're, we're continuing it with our uh, in our continuing our series today with. What's all about God? Who is God? What is God like? That's right. And so what happened was they went out and and asked a whole bunch of kids, hundreds of kids, what are some of their biggest questions about God? And today we're going to try to tackle three of those huge questions that people often have about God. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, to start off with, I'm going to teach you guys a word. This is a really important word. It's a very cool word. And uh, so here it is. You ready? It's the word omni. Omni. Okay, let's all say it together. One, two, three. Omni. 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 Now, omni is a cool word. It's going to come up a a lot today. Omni uh, is this word. It means basically everything. It means without limits. It means infinite. That's omni, okay? So omni is a very cool word. So our first question that we're going to start off with today, Melissa, is number one. Here's the number one question kids often have. How does God know what I'm thinking? Yeah. Did you know God knows everything you're thinking? Wow. He does. He knows wow. everything we are thinking. Now,
1: I'm waiting. Um, a minute. Wait. I'm sorry. Like everything or just like some stuff? Everything. 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 Interesting.
0: Everything. So now the word that they use, the omni-word here is omniscient. Omniscient. Everybody say omniscient. 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 Okay. Which means that he knows everything in the whole universe. God sees everything we do, good or bad. Mm -hmm. The dictionary defines omniscient this way. It says having infinite awareness, understanding, and insight. In other words, God pretty much knows everything about everything. Wow. So that's that pretty much includes it all. In Matthew chapter 10, it says that not a single sparrow in the sky. That's a really tiny
1: little bird. Well, that's a. Yeah, there we go. Go ahead. There
0: we go. Not a single sparrow falls without your father knowing it. That is how much he is aware of everything going on. And I don't think Jesus was exaggerating here. I think he was telling the truth. This is fact. Nothing escapes God's attention or his notice. He cares about all the little things. He cares about the big things, the little things. Jesus goes on to say this in verse 30. He says, even the number of hairs on your head are numbered. Wow. That means God knows how many hairs you have on your head. How many blondes do we have in the church today? Raise your hand if, you were, if you're blonde. I used to be. So, yeah, okay, so we got some blondes. Uh, how many brunettes, brown brown or black hair? Brown or black? Okay, a lot of those. Redheads.
1: Woo! My Man, favorite. Y'all you are know, always like are the noisiest. All two of us.
0: Right. Here's an interesting fact. Scientists say that blondes have the most hairs on their head of anybody. Mm-hmm. They have the most. They mm-hmm. have about 145,000 hairs. Maybe
1: that's why they're having more fun, so they say.
0: Maybe so. All those hairs. It's
1: all that extra hair.
0: I'm just not even going there. But brunettes come in second with 120,000 hairs. Okay.
1: Be proud, brunettes. Good for you.
0: <laughs> Solid second. <laughs> and redheads, I'm sorry, but y'all come in third. With just ninety thousand. Well, here's what I have hair. to say
1: about that: the last shall be first, my friend.
0: That is true. That's true. Now, who keeps track of this kind of trivia? God does. God actually keeps track of this stuff. He knows when hair number 587 just fell out and slid down the drain. He knows that, right? Psalm 193 or er, 139 says this: "O oh Lord, you have examined my heart." And you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. And then in verse 3 it says, You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it.
1: Mm. You you know what the best part about all of this is? So basically God knows everything about you, even the stuff you don't know about yourself. Mm. And he wants to be your best friend And talk to you. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants. I mean, it's amazing, right? It is. Uh, He wants to help you make good decisions Mm. uh, and know the right things to do. And we call this wisdom. Wisdom. God helps us have wisdom. And and that is sort of like a sixth sense Mm. in a way. It's like the sixth sense or this superpower Mm -hmm. that believers in Christ have and uh, it comes from the Holy Spirit of God living within us.
0: Now listen to this. This is cool. In Matthew 6, Jesus said this. He said, your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Wow. Wow.
1: There's nothing hidden from God.
0: It's true. He knows it all. So here's kind of the awesome thing we want to take away from this part today. Here's the awesome thing to remember about God. You're right. you ready. The one who loves you the most knows you the best. That should say knows you the best. But
1: you know what? He also <laughs> loves you the best.
0: He does love you the best. He
1: loves you the mostest, and he loves you the bestest, and he knows who you the knowestest. The
0: my... <laughs> One who loves you the most, okay, don't ignore that. One who loves you the most knows you the best.
1: Do you feel like God really knows who you are inside and out? hmm He does. Even if you don't believe it, he does. Uh, to illustrate this point um, a little more accurately, uh, we're going to have a, a little illustration for you. Uh, we're going to play another little game called who knows you best Uh, we have two contestants today Uh, our contestants for this game are jesus and the devil come on out jesus and the devil you want this yeah i'm gonna put down here
0: jesus how are you good how are you good to see you i know you're doing good
1: thank you for graciously uh choosing to be here today Well, you're everywhere all the time, so that was easy for you. Okay. I was in the neighborhood. Now, Jesus and the devil, we we do have mics here, so speak up. and Actually, we'll put them up here for you. Here's how we're going to play today, contestants. Uh, We have a volunteer in our audience who has graciously agreed to volunteer to see who knows him best. He's an 11-year-old boy right here from Texas. Give it up for Julius, Julius. Ooh, Julius, Julius! thank you for playing today. Here's how the game works. I'm going to ask Julius a series of questions that only Julius would know the answer to and he's going to think of that answer. And then Jesus and the devil will have the opportunity to say or guess what he is thinking. Are we ready to play? Excellent. Here we go. I'm going to sit right here. Julius, think, but do not say, your favorite color.
2: OK, got it. Blue. Star Cruze. Blue. blue.
1: Excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> uh, Mr. Scott, why don't you hand Julius my microphone that's right there on the piano?
0: Sure. All right.
1: So he can hold it. All right, so Julius, you thought blue. Mama, mama, mama. All right. And Jesus, correct. Jesus gets a point, everybody. Okay. Good job. Yeah. All right. Julius, think of your favorite subject in school.
2: Got it. Got it. Science. science. Charcruise. Science.
1: <laughs> All right, it was science. All right, Jesus gets another point, everybody. Okay. Woo! Julius, think of your favorite subject. Food.
2: Got it.
0: Pizza. Chartreuse.
2: (laughs) Seriously, dude, you've got to let that go. Because it's pizza, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Jesus gets another point, everybody. All
1: right. All right. Question number four, Julius. Think of your favorite
2: book. Got it.
0: The Hobbit. Hank
1: the Cowdog.
2: It's The Hobbit. Oh, Jesus gets another point, everybody!
1: I can't win with these people.
0: I I gotta find a way to spend these rules a bit. My favorite here. Uh, Anyone know?
2: I got it! Wasp! Wasp? Why am I thinking about wasp? Buzzing. They scare me. Flying around the room. I don't like them getting
0: in your ear. Ah. Julius, Julius, listen to me. There's nothing to fear. Just keep your eyes on me, and we will get through this together.
2: I don't want to think about wasps
1: anymore. Julius, you need to make a decision. Can you finish the game? Do you need to quit, or do you want to go for the win? I think the devil is alive. I trust Jesus. I'm ready for the final question. All right, he's in for the final question. All right. Julius, think of your favorite dinosaur.
2: (laughs) Okay, got it. T-Rex!
0: That is everyone's favorite. I win. I am the best.
2: Nope.
0: (laughs) Uh, then, uh, Brachiosaurus? No. Uh, Pterodactyl?
2: No, and the P is silent. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man.
0: I can't read your thoughts.
2: Busted!
0: Well, I can read your thoughts, because... I made you, and I love you. And it was a trick question anyway, because...
2: They're all my favorite. I love them all. Oh, he loves them all! Ladies and gentlemen, the clear winner is Jesus,
1: the only one who knows your thoughts inside and out. Let's give him a hand clap, everybody. Good job.
0: Excellent. So this is very important for us to remember, guys. The devil actually does not know what you're thinking. He can't read your thoughts like God can. Now, he can lie to you. He can try to put thoughts into your head. But he's not reading your thoughts. Only God is omniscient that way. Isn't that cool? Okay. Okay. Now we're on to question number two. You, you guys, ready? Question number two is: How strong is God? This is probably one of the most common questions I get from my seven-year-old. He's always telling me how strong is, and he's always asking me how strong is God. He's always asking me, can God beat uh, Superman? Right? Could God? Uh, beat jupiter which i don't even know what that means but he yes and then he he'll ask me like Ballad. can god beat t-rex or whoever and, and you know the answer is like yes god can beat all these people so god is the strongest he's all powerful he created the entire universe with just his voice
1: that's how powerful that's how powerful he speaks and boom.
0: Exactly. Now that fancy word with omni on there for this is omnipotence. 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 In uh, Psalm 121, it says this. You, he will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. He never even sleeps. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's amazing. So now here's what's really cool about God. Okay. Mark Batterson, the writer, he put it like this. He said, God is great, not just because nothing is too big for him. God is great because nothing is too small for him. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Nothing is too small for God.
1: Okay, now here's, again, a note to remember. Kids, one, two, three, eyes on me. Here's something to remember. It's not good versus evil. God versus the devil. They are not equals at all. The devil isn't even in the same realm, the same playing field. It's not. And I think a lot of people think it's God versus the devil they're totally different. God is all powerful. God is the creator. In fact, God created Lucifer, Mm -hmm. who we now know is the devil. And so what happened is God was on the throne and the angels were adoring him and, and the devil up in heaven decided, you know what? All this glory God's getting is pretty great. I think I want a piece of that. And he wanted to be higher than God. And could he stay there anymore? Nah. he had to be kicked out because he wanted to overthrow Someone he could never Mm. overthrow. And so I just want you to remember this important point. That the devil is incredibly less powerful than God. Mm. It's no comparison at all. And um, another thing to remember, the devil cannot create anything, right? Only God creates. But here's what the devil tries to do and does. He destroys Mm. and defaces and debilitates the things that have been created, right? He wants to kill and steal and destroy, but he can't create anything on his own. And so he will, he's called the great deceiver for a reason. He'll tell you he knows what you're thinking. He'll tell you he's got, you know, he's, got, he's working and you're worthless or things aren't going to go good. But he's a deceiver. He's a liar. And that's actually his greatest power is the power you give him is how much you believe the words that he says.
0: Good point. So God is very powerful. God is all powerful. But check this out. It doesn't even stop there. Here's what's so cool. In Acts 1.8 it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Now this is cool. Uh, moms and dads, let me talk to you for a second. The, the word power here is this Greek word dunamis. And it's, it's where we get our, our English word dynamite. It comes from the same root there. And so this word dunamis, it has several meanings. Uh, it can mean ability or possibility or miracle or strength. But and all you uh, Star Wars fans out there are going to appreciate this. The most literal translation for this word dunamis is force. Force, right? So USA Today one time, they asked uh, a bunch of athletes uh, what, they, uh, what, what they, the force meant to them. You guys remember Michael Chang? He was a great tennis player a few years ago. He said this, and I loved what he said. He said, the force is the Holy Spirit who lives in each Christian believer's heart. He guides, protects, comforts, convicts, and of course, loves. And since the Holy Spirit is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent, you know this force is always with you. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. So, now, I realize that Star Wars is fictional. Probably. (laughs) Probably. There's a good chance. Um, But sometimes fact is stranger than fiction, and that is definitely the case here. I mean, Jesus walked on water. He walked through walls, yeah. right? He changed the molecular structure of water into wine. He made the lame walk and the, the mute to
1: talk. Man. He stopped a hurricane in its tracks. Uh, in Acts, read the book of Acts. There are angelic jail breaks. Mm-hmm. There are shadow healings, as in his shadow alone healed people. Uh, In fact, there's a time warp, Wow! time warp in the Bible. Philip is miraculously transported Mm -hmm. in an instant. He dematerializes in Gaza and rematerializes 40 miles away in an instant. Um, So the force is not something out of a Hollywood movie. It's something that's actually, it originated in Scripture.
0: Right. When we hear the force us Star Wars fans. You know, we think of this impersonal energy field, but the force, the, the true force is not an impersonal energy field. It's the person of the Holy Spirit, yeah. and he lives inside us. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that awesome? Um, we've got a, a little movie clip I want to show you, a little uh, clip here. Uh, you guys have probably maybe seen something like this before, but it's very powerful. I wanted to see if, uh, if this works. Let's see if we have some. No, no. Okay. Well, that's cool. We'll, we'll, let's just skip over that part.
1: Oh, it was a great video.
0: It was a great video. That's a cool. Oh, okay. That's cool. cool. Um, so let's just go to this next part here. So, so to wrap this part up, here's the second thing that we need to remember about God. You ready? Here's the second thing. The one who loves you the most can win every battle you face because he's omnipotent. The one yeah. who loves you the most can win every battle you face. Okay. Are you ready for question three? Okay, let's move on to question three. Here we go. Where does God live? We get this question all the time. Where does God live? So this talks about his omnipresence. Omnipresence. Now, God lives in heaven, right? Everybody knows that. God lives in heaven. But see, God is omnipresent, so that means he really can be everywhere at once. Mm. He can be all over the place all at the same time. So he's not like us. We can only be in one place at, the one, t- at, at one time. We can be, we're either here or over here. We can't be both places at the same time. But wherever we are, God is there. Mm. And God is with me even if I'm not with you. He, and he's with you at the same time. We never have to wonder, is God with us? He is always with us. Even at the same time that he's sitting on the throne in heaven, Yeah, he is with us. The scripture in uh, 1 Kings 8, the writer says, But will God really live on earth? Why, even the highest heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. In verse 30, he says, May you hear the humble and earnest requests from me and your people Israel when we pray toward this place. Yes, hear us from heaven where you live. And when you hear, forgive. It's sometimes hard to remember that God is with us. Because we can't see him. Right. Right? You can't see God. Uh, he's kind of invisible. He's kind of like, you think of it like the air in this room. Mm. You can't see the air right here, but you can feel it, right? You can move your hand back and forth. You can feel it. You can definitely feel its effects and see what the air does. Um, I've got a little illustration here that might,
1: what you got in your might help
0: there. there. i got, I got some balloons. I like to carry around balloons, you know. Sure, you like, never I, know.
1: like everybody does.
0: Right. So let's say this balloon is like a person. Okay.
1: You can do it. That's very nice.
0: Okay. That's as brave oh, as I get.
1: Thank, thank you, you very much. Thanks thank you much. for your applause. Now,
0: when, when God's living inside you, when God's living inside you, it changes everything. Yeah. It changes how you act. It changes how you think, how you behave, what you think, how you live, God being inside you. So let's say this balloon is, is, a, is a person here, right? Now, I can blow up this person. It's just a normal person. He looks alive. You know, it's, he looks all right. He's full. He's round. He's blue. He's ready to take on the world, right? This is a great, great balloon here. And, and I think this balloon has a lot of potential. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, that's good. You ready? Good.
0: In, fact, in fact, I think this balloon is ready to, ready to take off. You
1: know, these look way different when they're filled with air, don't they? They do look it different. It really proves that air exists, doesn't that's it? That's
0: true. So, so here we go, balloon. Let's show us what you got. You ready? Ready? Up, up, and away! What? Let me try that one more time. Hold What's on. The that here? one didn't work out. Okay. I think you just need some encouragement. You can do this balloon. Take off. Be free. There he goes. Wait a minute. Nope. Hmm.
1: Well, it looks good.
0: It looked good. I don't understand. He just...
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what I think happened. In your particular case, you filled the balloon with what you already had inside of you. You were using yourself as your source. Mm. And so, in ourselves, we have our own ambitions, our own desires, uh, whatever the world is giving us, right? right? And we can look good on the outside, but we just don't have a lot of pep in our step. You know what I'm saying? I got you. But when we are filled with a different source, when we fill ourselves with the power of the Holy Spirit, when we allow the Spirit of God to move us and change us and guide us and direct us, you know what happens? We can soar. Just like that. That's right. That's the difference right there.
0: Nice.
1: Tell you what, you might look like everybody else. Oh, we're just going to stare at it for the rest of the time, okay. aren't we? What's it going to do? Where's it going to go?
0: So that's like a person filled with God.
1: So a person filled with God, he kind of soars. He doesn't get trampled by life's troubles because, you know, afflictions happen, problems happen, but it says God delivers us out of them all, right? Oh, he gives man. you grace when you need it. He gives you boldness when you need it. Um, it doesn't mean nothing will ever happen to you. It means you're going to soar and rise above it. That's true.
0: what it means. That's true. So we, so we can't Amen. see God. You can't see God, but you can definitely see what he does. You, you can, can see the effect on a person. You can see the
1: effect. God exactly. has a tremendous
0: effect on us. So let's see here. Now, uh, uh, um, my, my thought was this, and I've lost it. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, adults, let me talk to you for a second. One degree of spiritual maturity that's very important uh, is spiritual awareness, Spiritual awareness, let me describe it like this, is when we sense the presence of God. Mm. See, you are already in the presence of God right now.
1: Did you know you didn't have to come to church to be in the presence of God?
0: It's true. Sometimes we'll use phrases like, oh, boy, God's really here. Right. Well, he was already here. He's here. He's when, here. All the time, no matter what we're doing, he's here. When we leave, he's still going to be here, and he's going to be with us. So God's presence is always with us. What's usually missing is awareness, and that's what's missing sometimes. So, God wants us to be mature Christians, and what that means is fully alive, fully aware, and fully awake. Yeah,
1: okay. Here's an awesome thing number three to remember about God the one who loves you the most is always right by your side,
0: always by your side, you're Amen. never alone. So Melissa, let's, let's wrap this up today because we got some fun stuff to go do this afternoon. Here's what we need to understand. Kids, moms, dads, everybody, let's, let's understand this. This is what we want to take away is that God is measureless. He's measureless. He has no beginning. He has no end. He's eternal. He's infinite. And as we saw today, he's omniscient, right? What? Which means his wisdom is measureless. He's omnipotent, omnipotent, right, right? which means his power is measureless. And he's omnipresent, which means his presence is measureless.
1: And, you know, there's one more thing about God that's kind of omni-esque. And to me, it's the best part. It's the best part. His love is measureless. His love is infinite. It's the thing that gets me out of bed and singing every day because of his great love um, God's love for us is because he decided he wanted to do it, right? We love because he first loved us. And, um, in fact, um, none of us could ever be good enough or worthy enough of God's love. He loves you because he made you, Right? And what affects people's relationship with God? If you're ever looking at someone and you're just like, man, I just feel like God really loves them. Things are always going their way, or they blah, 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 their prayers get answered. Do you know, does God love them more? No. But let me tell you, your love for God affects the relationship. It affects the relationship. And if you have children, you know you love them all the same. But sometimes one kid just gets you more than the other kids. Or one kid shows you love or affection more. Does it change the relationship? It changes the relationship. And so if you want a deeper relationship with God, well, guess what? He can't love you more. So it's got to come from your end. You change the relationship with your father because he loves you beyond measure. He loves you beyond anything. His love is infinite for you. And uh, it's amazing. His love never fails and it's constant.
0: So true. I want to read this last scripture and then we're all done. Romans 5.8 says, but God showed his great love for us. He sent Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. That's right. That's how much he loves you. Amen. Well, this has been so fun talking to you guys today. Good job, kids. You kids. Kids, let's give yourselves a hand today. Y'all did great. Thank y'all so much for being in here. We hope you had a good time. I'm going to invite our prayer partners forward right now, and uh, we're going to pray, and if you need anything before you leave and go to our picnic, if you need anything to, for someone to pray with you about, mm-hmm. come up and ask these guys, because they're going to stand in faith with you about. It's not the same when we pray. Amen. So come up and get some prayer with them. We're going to pray, and we're going to go ahead and, like, pray for the food and everything, and then I'll give you a, just a couple of instructions here. Okay. Father God, we love you so much. Thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you, Father God, for sending us your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us and rise mm-hmm. from the the dead, Father. We thank that your love is measureless, Father God. We thank you that we have access to your wisdom because you talk to us all throughout the day if we'll just listen to you. We thank you that your your power is, is there, and we thank you, Father God, that you can handle anything that happens in our lives. You can handle anything we put on your shoulders. Nothing is too heavy for you, Father God. We praise you for that, Lord God. And we thank you that you are always with us. We're never alone, and that your love is measureless. We praise you in Jesus' name. We thank you lord god for our food today and for our time of fellowship lord just make it all nourishing to our bodies bless all the people who brought things and bless everybody who comes and just enjoys it we praise you lord god let be the center of it all out there let us never forget that you are with us at every single moment in jesus name we pray amen 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 okay guys well we're really excited picnic sunday around here it's not just kind of like a day we take a break From being generations. This is like one of the days when we are like truly we're being truly ourselves because we are into relationships around here. And this is about relationship and it's about enjoying yourself. So go out and have a great time. There's some tents already set up that if if you get out there first, you can maybe set up your chair or your blanket under a tent. uh, and otherwise you can set anywhere you want out there. And
1: you know it's great. There's hey, more than one family will fit under a tent. So find a family or two, and you guys crowd around and you become your own little party let's let's meet, hug her down meet with somebody some, you don't meet know meet somebody today. you don't know have a meal with them it'll be great
0: all right bye guys